When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience right here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Woo! It's Friday Eve. Am I right? You're right, Donna. Thanks, Steve. You're you're a lockbox when it comes to that calendar. <laughs> she's always knowing the day. She tells us when it's Thank hump day. You. Now it's Friday Eve. You know. Maybe we should name all the days. You know, maybe at some point oh, we get around to it. naming all the days. Post Sunday. Can be Monday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but what about Tuesday? That's kind of uh, awkward. Tuesday is pre-hump day. Pre-hump day? Oh. Then hump day. Friday <laughs> Eve. Friday. Saturday? Yeah, we don't do Saturday and Sunday. We don't okay. even talk about okay. that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're naming the work days. That's right, Steve. All right, Donna, that's really fun. Uh, well, it is a Thursday, which means if you follow along, you know that coming up today at 1130, we do Throwback Thursday music trivia. DJ Rock Lobster clomps his way into the studio, smelling all crustacean-y, and then he <laughs> gives us some bit of musical trivia. It's kind of a guessing game that we all get to play along with. And I have found, I should tell Rocco this, very often we'll do something in Throwback Thursday music trivia. I will learn something about or, or hear somebody's music and a little bit more of their catalog. And then I find myself a few days later saying to the old YouTube music, hey, play uh, this song by this band. I, it, it like wets my whistle to listen to more of that band's music. I fun? love it. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Steve. It's at 1130 today. At 1030, we're going to do the College Pop Culture Knowledge and uh, that's about we have, it. We have alien talk at we, nine thirty. Yeah, I didn't even look at the stories. Good, don't because I want I want to hear it fresh and new. I'm gonna give you a, a breakdown of, of of what we heard out of Mexico Mexico yesterday in and the if, Mexican city of Guadalajara. We'll find out if we think there's any truth to it. Some some people are saying, "Oh, this is true." Other people are saying, "Nope, this is a hoax." We'll get into that. Uh, we did hear from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, just a couple of days after his devastating season-ending injury. Poor guy. He was, for those who were unaware of what happened, I think a lot of people know it by now, whether or not you're a sports fan or not, but Aaron Rodgers uh, was set to make his debut as the New York Jets quarterback. He ran out the American flag during the pregame. The Monday Night Football game happened on the 22nd anniversary of 9-11. They're there. Uh, MetLife Stadium, two New York teams playing against each other. Incredible. He then, four plays into the game, uh, got injured, snapped his Achilles. And by the way, 
Have you looked at the video yet, Don? I, I can't. You I can't. Can. I've heard a lot of descriptions about what happens. It's like a shade rolling up, you yes. know, snapping back up. You could watch it. This is not a video. Like, I don't like to watch bones break or knees go backwards. I don't like that. Not a big fan of a torn ACL video. You could watch <laughs> this one, though. This is not bad. Ugh. It's it's very fascinating to watch it because the Achilles, which you know connects down like to your heel, you can squeeze it right behind your heel. Mm-hmm. That tendon apparently is rooted, or if you were born here, rooted <laughs> up in like the middle of your calf. So that's where the quote unquote blinds or shades would roll up to. And once he goes to extend and step, you just see like a nope. Just suddenly this thing in the back of his calf and they've they've timed it out to you know steve hartwell recently passed away the lead singer of smash mouth mm-hmm. but there is that trending video on social media of some and then it like waits a minute and then it says somebody wants to and once it goes body you like put an impact scene there so the aaron Rodgers video is set to that and then once you hear somebody that's when you see it you got to watch it donna it's not, I, I it's not graphic. Yes, you can. It's not graphic. It's, it, it's something under his skin that's moving. I'm not. No, I, I can't. I wonder if he can just move it around with his thumb right now. Like, can he just touch it? Is it well, all I hope up? he's like in surgery or something right now. Surgery is supposed to happen this week, but it's not immediate. It's quick, but it's not immediate. It's not like an emergency surgery. So I wonder if he could just reach back and like kind of touch it. You know what I mean? Anyway. Oh. I mean, I like it. Here's what he said on Instagram, uh, which had so many people's attention. It already has about 25,000 comments, which is quite a few. Thank you to every person that has reached out, called, texted, DM'd, connected through a friend, etc. It's meant a ton to me, and I'll try to get back to all of you soon. I am completely heartbroken and moving through all of the emotions, but deeply touched and humbled by the support and love. Please keep me in your thoughts and prayers as I begin the healing process today, which maybe means he was getting surgery yesterday. Mm. The night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise yet again. Proud of my guys. Want to know? Jets emoji. Cute. What say you? Give us sports commentary. Um, First of all, that's very nice, what he wrote. Like it. Like it. I like the gratitude. I like that he's asking us to pray for him. I think that is a very humbling thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll be back. I think he'll be back. He's talked yeah. before about wanting to play, kind of like Brady, maybe into his mid-40s. Brady played until he was 46. Uh, A-Rod is 39 right now. And so there's a chance that he could continue to sure. to play for a while. And I think he really, you know... All the more, he's going to want to come back next year and have the moment that he was robbed of. He wants that that season. He wants things to kick off, to have a full game, to have a touch. He doesn't, doesn't have a completed pass as wow. a Jets quarterback. I do have a question. Yes. What was the cause of his injury? Non-contact. It was oh. just, it's, the Achilles is usually a non-contact injury. It's usually oh. when you're stretching out and your Achilles, probably all of our Achilles, has a quota of how much pressure it can take in a given life many of us never get close to it but i think professional athletes with how they train uh they do and so everybody's quota is different and it was just he was just stepping off you know going down and trying to push off a little bit oh and it 
unhooked from the bottom. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like thinning out taffy, you know. Hey, Donna. Uh, no, no, ew. no. Okay, but I, at least there's nobody on the other side of it who's feeling really awful about having yep. injured him. Yeah, that's often the case when somebody tears an ACL. It can be, a, 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 not always, but a contact injury, you know, a helmet to the knee or something like that. And then you just see the knee do non-knee-like things. Wow. And that's bad. But, yeah, nobody has to feel bad. Send him a text message um, or anything like that. Even when DeMar Hamlin, you remember when DeMar Hamlin went down to the Buffalo Bills oh, and he gosh, had a sudden yes. cardiac arrest? and But there was a hit right before that. And so some people, you know, stupid sports fans on Twitter, the dumbest of the dumb, they were getting mad at the guy. I think it was T. Higgins, the Cincinnati Bengals receiver. Oh, I uh, mean, so You don't want to be involved in any part of that collision. Right. Okay. So anyway. Anyway. Uh, that's what we know. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Aaron Rodgers. Thank you. Good night. Do you want to hold your story? I don't even remember. Oh, so, oh I'm sorry. I'm, you're, in, you're in the right spot. Sorry. <laughs> I know you're going to talk about something when we come back, though. That Drew Barrymore stalker uh, has moved on, but wait till you hear where what's going on now. You could be next, Donna. Steve. Well, How I don't know. You? you always, anytime I say, like, hey, what are you doing? You're like, I'm not going to talk about that. The paparazzi are listening. <laughs> I, People are calling Harvey I, Levin. Whatever. Anyway, we'll have that story on the way. And you want to talk a little bit about Ninja Warrior. Just for a brief moment. Okay. It's one of those shows. You have a show that you only watch when family's in town? I do. Okay. So it's kind I of do. that situation. Yeah, and we it's got called caught Weather up. on the Eights. <laughs> <laughs> we got caught up in the Ninja Warrior finale last night. Just a couple of observations of that. When we return, Donna, Steve, my talk. Friends, what's up? Stevie Boy for my buddies at the Canopy Group. Uh, boy, it's beautiful out today. It's nice and crisp. Fall is in the air. Maybe is an apple orchard in your future plans? Should be. Uh, great time to do it, of course, this month. But why am I talking about apples during an insurance commercial? Well, I'll tell you. Because uh, a lot of people want kind of an apples-to-apples comparison when it comes to shopping for insurance. But the Canopy Group, they, they can't do that, but for very good reason. Frankly, they do things different. Even when it comes to what your coverage is and what your limits are, how much they can insure, they do things totally different than most of the pack do. So when you reach out to them, easy to do, by the way, free for you to do, by the way, thecanopygroup.com, they will assess your situation. They'll reach out to their 16 different insurance companies who fight it out for your business. Some will be better suited to help you at different times. And they keep checking with these insurance companies every year to make sure that you always, year after year, are getting the best coverage and that you're getting it at the best price. Check them out, thecanopygroup.com. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. Donna and Steve here on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Holly Roberts hanging with us for hour one every day. Hey, girl. Um, so, let me start with the, you know, kind of downer of a story. Remember, we had the story about Drew Barrymore. She was doing this interview on a stage and a guy walked up and was like hi i know you know who i am we need to talk blah 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 yeah. that whole thing oh yeah oh yeah. and then she was rushed off the stage yep not well, great not great not great the guy i think he was taken into custody then he was let go and then he talked to reporters and he was like hey i didn't mean anything you know 
I my intent was not to scare her. I just wanted to have a chat. But then he started going to her house, you know, door to door in the Hamptons looking for her. So anyway, what though he he's kind of moved on, but now he's moved on to Emma Watson. Oh boy. Of Harry Potter fame. Last Friday, he stormed into a dressing room at a New York Fashion Week show, demanding to see her. He was yelling at people and saying that he wanted to marry her, and he wanted to get his picture taken with her. He was arrested again. This is... This is not good. This is not good. This guy... I I don't know. It's like, do they need to take out restraining orders? And then if he violates it, then he they can lock him up. It's just such a very touchy thing, stalking. But there are, there are rules in place, laws in place. Hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. Like, what is he doing? Yeah, and I don't know if the I don't know if I don't know how much restraining orders can do. impact people if. You're you're dealing with a screw loose, you know. Just to be blunt. Yeah. Honestly, um, or or if you're intent, if you're intent on harming somebody, what do you think a restraining order does? Nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know that. Maybe in some cases it does, but I'm just saying if you're dealing with somebody who has a mental issue, right, that could impact your safety, um, or is just has evil in their heart. The restraining order will do nothing. Right. Well, it is a gross misdemeanor. It is punishable up to one year in jail to harass another person by directly or indirectly intending to injure the person, property, or their rights. California's probably got the, I would guess, the strictest laws around but yeah, that's a tough one, and it's scary. Like to yeah. scare someone—that's so not cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So not cool. I, you know, don't quote me. Don't email someone else. Okay. Don't email me. Okay. I heard someone say in passing, so I'm like looking right now. Like, is there there's some stuff out there that backs this up? Here's a headline from NPR. Never heard of it from 2017 how the loss of u.s psychiatric hospitals led to a mental health crisis i heard someone say to me in passing once at dinner so i'm 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 mentioning that this comes without me fact checking them or knowing reading the bibliography on what they were saying but they were talking about how and do your own research on this but it was an interesting i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel it's in concept if true how the population in america years ago decades ago was whatever it was and there and there were this many patients in a psychiatric hospital. 
Mm-hmm. The population now is exponentially larger, and the number of patients in psychiatric hospitals is exponentially smaller. Well, so yes, again, that's through policy change that happened back in the early 1980s. So to say more about that. Um, well, geez, off the cuff, uh, there were the policies uh, enacted back in the early 1980s that deinstitutionalized lots of folks. You know, and uh, you know the psychiatric hospitals and other and other facilities. There were policy motions that were put in place to not have folks be institutionalized in that mm-hmm. way. So that was something that happened in the early '80s. So hmm. that's that's how I can speak to that in this moment without having sure. anything in front of me right now. But Got yes, it. that 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 was something mm-hmm. that was very conscious. So so what so to that end. What this NPR article, and we're talking about, you know, the Drew Barrymore stalker and now the Emma Watson stalker, same guy. Um, there is a, as they start their article, a severe shortage of inpatient care for people with mental illness is amounting to a public health crisis as the number of individuals struggling with a range of psychiatric problems continues to rise. Mm. So the very blunt way of understanding that paragraph is there are more people who need help who can't get it, and so they're just out and about. They're right, on yeah. the streets. They're roaming about. They're not and being frankly, treated. Yeah, not being treated and liable to um, harm you or harm themselves. Yeah, and I want to say that that was part of the Mental Health Systems Act of 1980. Okay. So, and then moving on in the early 80s, uh, reducing funds, trying to move folks into other forms of care, you can read more about it on the World Wide Web. It's all there at your fingertips. Yeah. Guys. Sure is. The internet is a big place, but it's it, it, it makes me think of it with places like this. So, how do police intervene? It, it, decades ago, would they have seen someone like this who twice stalked people? Uh, would they years ago have said, "All right, this this person needs to do a month in this facility so we can Evaluate, do a deep dive yeah. as to what's going on here yeah. and treat them so that they can live a better life, a safer life for them and themselves, or them and others rather. And now are is law enforcement a little bit hamstrung? So you throw out the restraining order. What's that going to do? If it doesn't, unless the person is deeply afraid of the thought of ever spending uh, any time in jail right. by repeatedly right. breaking the restraining order, just... Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think that sometimes and with like the so many shootings too that happen that are just god awful in this country and right. they have to stop. And you wonder, I, and I don't know, I'm uneducated on this, but it makes you wonder if these articles are saying there is a decline, a shortage of mental health inpatient right. care facilities. Could we be stemming any of this Cause erratic, effect, harmful, yes. evil behavior? Right, right. And it's just, it's so scary because, I mean, Causing another person to feel fear mm-hmm. is what stalking is. It's like people who won't take no for an answer. It's like unwanted attention. I don't want your attention. Stop. Right. How many times do you have to ask? But you're right. And to get that to stick and the restraining order thing, it can only do so much for yeah. so long. All what right. the heck? I didn't even talk about Ninja Warrior. I know. You want to save it? Well, I really want to talk about aliens. We'll do Ninja Warrior. Okay. Then aliens. aliens. Okay. And then if we have time, I'll tell you where 200 people are stuck on a luxury ship. That's our order of priority. Ah, Okay. All right. That's coming up next. It's Donna. It's Steve, a Thursday edition on my talk.
What's up? Stevie Boy for my buddies over at Shanhassen Dinner Theaters. That's a place to just kind of get away, escape from it all, have a fun night out. Easy to do. Right now on the main stage, you have got the story of Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. It's called Jersey Boys, the show that previously would have to go to Broadway to see. Now you can see it right here in your own backyard, Shanhassen Dinner Theaters. Uh, and dinner, by the way, key word there. Get dinner. Go early. Do the dinner package. It's great. Get the prime rib. Uh, a lot of people love the chicken Shanhassen. There are all sorts of great options you got. A pre-ordered dessert to be delivered to your table at intermission, a refill of your wine, or maybe a cup of coffee. It's just a great night out. In addition to that, they've always got a great concert series. If you like the Eagles, this week, Tuesday through Saturday, they've got a uh, tribute to the Eagles. A uh, tribute to the music of Patsy Cline is coming up this Sunday. And Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret, Improv Comedy, Friday and Saturday nights. You need some fun in your life. Get it at Shanhassen Dinner Theaters. Good morning. We're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Hey, Didi. All right, let's see if Steve can stick to the plan. Hey, Steve. Let's <sighs> <clears throat> talk to you about American Ninja Warrior. Okay. It's one of those shows we used to watch it. We just don't watch it as much anymore. Yeah, just the busyness. Not that we ever stop liking it. It's, it's fun. Kids liked it. Easy family viewing. If you've never seen it, uh, it's essentially a very intense obstacle course that requires high levels of athleticism. And I cannot stress this part enough. High levels of hand strength. Your grip strength has got to be unbelievable because they're holding on to little thin pieces. They've got to jump and catch themselves on vertical bars. And now you're just, it's all grip strength all the time. Anyway, last night was the finale of it. Um, Spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear it, turn your radio down for 10 seconds, starting now. The winner was Vance Walker, who was a a guy who was born with cerebral palsy when he was born. Doctors said that he would never walk without leg braces and he'd never play sports. Now he's 18 and just won American Ninja Warrior a million dollars. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. It's incredible. Um, But this show is... It's one of those shows now that, you know, my parents watch, and if it's in season, it's like, okay, my parents are here, and they're here for a few days, so we're, we got Ninja Warrior on. So one of those kinds of shows, and man, it is, it's fascinating how interesting it can be to watch people try to do difficult things. That is a formula that is always a winner for television. Make people do something hard, and I'm going to sit there and watch it just out of curiosity. But have you ever seen it, Donna? It's been a long time. Yeah. What they've done with these courses from season one of American Ninja Warrior to now is I hadn't seen it in maybe a few years. And I was like, well, that looks harder. That looks significantly more difficult. And it's kind of like when no one was able to break the uh, five-minute mile way back. And it was like, can it be done? No one can ever do it. Then somebody finally does it. Then a bunch of people do it. And they say that yesterday on the show we were talking about how athletes vision, they, they visualize things. And sometimes you just need to see that something can be done. Sometimes just imagine it in your mind or see that someone actually did it. So no one was able to break the five-minute mile. They saw somebody do it. Then a bunch of people did it. Now now they've broken the four-minute mile. Wow. But it's not like people were suddenly more athletic. They saw that it could be done. And so they then started to believe, maybe I could also do it. Here with American Ninja Warrior, it started... And it looked very difficult from the beginning, season one. But I'd love to go back and look at season one to season whatever I saw last night. 
because they just keep elevating this, and it looks unbelievably difficult. I mean brutal. Why were you watching this? Because my parents were in town. They like the show. They should just move here. Donna, they just got off of a uh, month-long road trip. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That they did um, out west and into Montana and Washington. Oh, I bet it was beautiful. A bunch of national parks, and so now they're on their way back, so they're stopping for a few days. Okay. All right, lovely. Yeah, whatever. So they're big fans. They're big fans. Okay. So then they were catching us up, telling us, Who's got a chance? And it was the finale last night. The finale is you get through all these different stages, and then if you made it all the way to stage four, that's when you do this rope climb. It's a 75-foot straight vertical rope climb. Can you do it in 30 seconds? Oh, my God. I couldn't even crawl somewhere in 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) If you get it in 30 seconds, and if you're the lowest time under 30 seconds, you win a million dollars. Wow. Wow, that's some easy money, I guess, if you're good at easy that. Easy money, Donna. I mean, if you're good at it. No, I these mean. guys, they now, the, it, American Ninja Warrior, when it first came out, it was like, oh, look at these guys, they're really athletic. Now these kids have apparatuses at their homes growing up, so now it's a generation of Ninja Warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, They're yeah. practicing right. all the time. To get right. up into their bunk bed, they've got to scale their wall and then do a rope swing. I mean, it's, <laughs> so now you get these kids, an 18-year-old one last night. Yeah, they're night. Ninja Warrior gyms. That there specifically are. have Ninja Warrior type training. Okay. We have multiple here that. in the Twin Cities. Brilliant. And they will mention at their gym, including uh, one in Eden Prairie, I think it's called Conquer. Um, and it was like, you know, hey, the owner of the place was featured, a contestant went to this round on American Ninja Warrior. So it's like, hey, kids, look, you can train here wow. and you can go be a Ninja Warrior. That's awesome. When I have family here, we usually watch Aerial America. You heard of it? Never. So. It's a, they'll pick an area. They might do canyons. They might do uh, mountains. And it's aerial views. You ever do Fly Over America at the Mall of America? Sure, love it's it. It's like that with a narrator oh, describing fun. what you're seeing. And I think it's on like the Smithsonian channel. Anyway, it's huh. very good. It's very huh. good. I, it's just never been on my radar. And my brother just, no. That sounds like a very Drew thing to do. (laughs) He's like, is there a federal building that we could tour? Exactly. Yes. Let's do a tour of post offices or um, city halls. Unbelievable. YMCA's. We've got great, a number of great buildings that were built by the the WPA and a new deal. Have you ever done that? New Deal no. Tour. No. Yeah. So many wonderful buildings that you can find plaques on. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. New Deal Tour. Is that actually what it's called? No, I'm just making up oh. that name right now. But uh, th- there are lots of buildings here in the Twin Cities that were built by the Works Progress Administration and other organizations that were made during the New Deal back in the 30s. You just wow. look for the little plaque. I think this Thank is you. exciting. Just If you just did a tour of buildings <laughs> with plaques, ah! and then you go, you take a picture next to the plaque, you read about it, you feel informed. It's interesting. Yeah. All right. You know, we've done the place in St. Paul, uh, the uh, James Hill House. Yes, the James J. Hill House on Summit. Done that. Mm-hmm. Done Glen Sheen, which I don't think has anything to do with what you're talking about, but no. All, but another building tour. All sorts of stuff.
Yeah. Done it all, guys. Uh, Steve, I don't know if we have time to talk about your aliens, but... We do. All right, let's do it. On Tuesday, Mexico held its first congressional hearings on UFOs, and a longtime UFO enthusiast unveiled what he claims are actual fossilized remains of two dead aliens. They are small, less than two feet tall. That gives me hope if we have to battle them. (laughs) They do look like aliens, or they don't look like humans, however you want to put it. They have weird, bony little bodies with elongated skulls. Do we have pictures? There are pictures. Click in my link. Long necks, no teeth, and only three fingers on each hand. Did we find aliens or someone from West Virginia? (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That looks like (laughs) E.T. Ouch. That does look like E.T., which could lead to why not everyone is on board. He claimed that they were recently unearthed from a mine in Peru and that 30% of their DNA could not be identified and that carbon dating showed the fossils were between 700 and 1,800 years old. He also claimed that x-rays showed one of them had eggs in its body when it died with embryos inside. Now, a few other experts also claim that they are legit. And this was all under oath for whatever that is worth to you. Okay. Let me continue. Okay. He said he thinks it's clear that they are non-human specimens, adding, we are not alone. But the scientific community is very skeptical, partly because this isn't his first rodeo. He also unveiled a similar quote-unquote alien corpse in 2017, but it turned out to be the fossilized remains of a child. Here are a few more reasons they give to be skeptical. They were covered in loose sand, which would normally be removed during a detailed analysis. So it kind of looked a little staged. It's also in a a casket in one of the pictures. The Mexican university that did the carbon dating put out a statement saying they only determine the age of the fossils, not what they are. Ryan Graves was at the hearing. He's the former Navy pilot who also testified at the first U.S. congressional hearings on UFOs in July. Yesterday, he called the alien corpse thing a, quote, unsubstantiated stunt and, quote, a huge step backwards. The one thing that the hearing did prove is that if we ever um, do find aliens and, you know, maybe this is it. Who knows? Half of us, either way, will think it's a hoax. Until we see, although, not not even if you showed me an alien. If our TVs right now went, and then it was an alien in front of some alien flag, and he was like, look, this is real, we've been here, and, you know, we're from the planet Nebulon or whatever. I don't think I'm going to believe it. I'm going to think it's AI. Good point. Pixar's behind it. I don't know. Good point. I mean, what if it's a dinosaur of some sort? Okay, so what if the picture that we're looking at is a dinosaur of some sort? I mean, I I think the fact that its face still looks like a face is suspect. Here's why I am suspicious. Okay. It looks too much like what we imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Looks like something It looks like E.T., it does look like E.T. Central casting alien. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I need an alien that represents the rest of us. 
one that is not so cookie cutter. This is what aliens have always thought to be looked like. No, no, no. If, if I bet if there is, if there are aliens, we're we're way off on what these things look like. Who's to say they even have arms? What do they need a face for? Right, they're maybe aliens. they're just like a blob, like an amoeba. Who knows if we can even see them? Think about how limited our mm. eyesight is. There could be mm. aliens among us right now vibrating on another level, man. Yeah. Come on. Wow, this now is we're, so now deep, we're getting, man. Now we're getting in it. Wow. How much would you pay to tour uh, Area 51? Not a lot. Because you don't want to know? Because someone else can do it. <laughs> Donna. <laughs> what, Steve? That is something that you would come up with. That's no, that's uh, not. Holly, do you now know that Steve preps our program by using Chat GPT? First of all, I have done that a few times at the state fair. I have urged Mike, our game maker, to do it all the time. Work smarter, not harder. That's hey, what come I'm up saying. With, come up with a quiz. No, but this is this isn't work smarter, not harder, Donna. This is an experience. Do you want to die having had this experience or not this experience? Would you pay five thousand dollars to do a week and tour all of Area Fifty One and learn everything oh, that our government knows? Five thousand dollars. She she um, she'll balk at that. Let's go. Let's See? get on that Janet Airways plane in Las Vegas and go for it. Let's Cause, get it. <laughs> yeah, because you know yes. that I stock that, right? You, I mean, you yeah, see when it's coming and going. That. That, yeah, the actual, fu- I, I saw it. There is an airline that operates from Harry Reid International Airport in Las Vegas. It, it, yeah. If you see a white plane with a red stripe, probably going to Area 51. That's so Just fascinating. Huh. It's there, right. man. Saw it back uh, earlier this summer. Mm. I got footage. This alien has a human wow. nose, by the way. That's a human nose. Yeah, I feel like somebody made that. The face looks like the 3D images that you can see on ultrasounds now. When it's right. like, here's your baby in the world. Right, right, and right. Those are really fascinating, but that's what this looks like. You're right. We gotta go. All right. We're gonna come back, though. Oh, that's fun. I'm well, we very fascinated. Back. I did not peek at the story. Michael Sarah, the very funny actor, did a very Donna Valentine thing. I read this story and I was like, this is Donna. He is Donna. Has to do with email and responding. I'll tell you this story oh, when no. we return. It's fun. Uh, that coming up next. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey guys, it's Donna for Spire Credit Union. Does your credit card reward you and your community with each purchase? Well, I'll tell you what, Spire Signature Visa does. And not only do you earn rewards, but Spire also gives back a quarter percent to the community with each purchase. In fact, Spire has given back nearly $1.5 million with this credit card. And there's no annual fee. You gotta love that. You know, Spire's Midwestern values have driven a mission of giving back and focusing on people. And that is why Spire has been named Minnesota's best credit union by Forbes and also by the Star Tribune. You're going to feel welcomed by the amazing staff 
and valued because they focus on service and servicing your needs. Also, if you're looking for a loan, definitely look into Spire Credit Union. They've got 22 locations now. The latest is in Golden Valley, just off of 394. Visit Spire at myspire.com. Spire is insured by NCUA, an equal housing opportunity lender. Good morning and welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Producer Holly Roberts, also at your service. And if you see something, we believe you should say something. Am I right? Absolutely, Donna. Thank you, Steve. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Now, Donna, I I read this story last night before I went to bed. You know Pappy needs his slumber. And I was like, oh, 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 this is funny. Oh, this is something that Donna would do. Do you have any guesses to what direction this might go? Um, no, it could go anywhere. What does it have to do with? Email response. Okay, okay. What do you think Michael Sarah did regarding email response that you have done, though not as extreme as this example? Mm, wrote a lot. How about responded late? Sometimes oh. I will hear Donna will respond to a text message a little while later or an email. A few days have gone by and then, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of emails come in. A lot we of may have already emails. talked about it and I'll yes. still respond. Even when you're sitting next to me, I'll be like, is, absolutely. Gosh, this <laughs> helps me that you're being this self-aware in this moment. Oh, yeah. I do it on purpose. Written mm. confirmation, right? Yeah. Like if Steve is like, hey, um, do you have any conflict if I take the 13th off? I might not respond for a few days. He might. We might talk about it in person, but I'll still be like, sure. Sounds still good. No, the email. No, all good. Yeah. Yeah. An email could come through. Um, this happens in a variety of ways. We'll get an email about some, you know, potluck we're supposed to go to. And then, you know, it's, it, it, time goes by and then Donna gets to it when she gets to it. So too, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, who was in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Of course, you know him from Arrested Development. You know him from Superbad. Uh, <laughs> there's a funny story that went out. Juno. Juno, yes, mm-hmm. of course. Well, the, uh, the franchise creator, the guy behind Scott Pilgrim versus the world, his name is Brian Leo Malley. He was talking with Entertainment Weekly. And apparently there's been this email thread that the cast of Scott Pilgrim versus the world had had going around the time that the movie came out, which was, if you're keeping score at home, now like about a decade ago. But what he was referencing was this. And I guess the cast has talked about this email chain. It just kind of keeps them together. Maybe like before text, group text became popular and kind of the way to stay in sure. contact. The creator of the movie said, we were exchanging emails when the movie was coming out. And then this thread, obviously, after the movie came out, just went dormant, right? No one, it's done now. The movie's out. See everybody. Cast party, rap party. Bye. Nine years go by. <laughs> then before this new resurrected Scott Pilgrim versus the world anime movie project oh was even on the docket, he said, 
Michael Sarah just randomly responded to a meme that someone had sent nine years ago in an email thread. As if no time had passed. I love it. All, all, my, all Michael Sarah said in the email was, oh, that's funny. Chris Evans, Captain America, who was in Scott Pilgrim versus the world, responded like, Michael, what the bleep are you doing responding to this email from nine years ago? But then everybody started chatting again. It resurrected Aww, see? the email thread. Beautiful. And it, it proved, uh, you know, and then it was timely because now this anime project is coming back. But I thought, how about that? Wouldn't that be great if you if somebody sent you an email today? And you're like, what the heck? And then you look at the timestamp. The last email sent was in 2014. And someone just says, oh, that's funny. Not like looking through old emails, decluttering, this right. spark joy back then. Instead, that's funny. Or sorry, I missed it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm not that connected to email. I'm just, I'm just not. It doesn't even occur to me to check my email once I walk out of the building. You're much better with show emails than I am. You're, you're our, our responder. You respond to listener much more to yes, listener emails. I will respond to almost all of them. Yeah. If I am able. You, on the other hand, only respond to the negative ones. Well, when you respond very quickly, I'm like, what am I? Do, do, do I just add on now? Like a ha ha? Sometimes I don't even reply all. So you don't even know that I'm responding. Ooh. Oh, well, sometimes, you know, I always I, I don't always, but I often respond when people send just me an email. It'll say it's come through to the Don and Steve show, but then it will show it's just me in the address. I don't know how they do that. But I'll respond to that because I'm like, okay, I'm the only person seeing this. Right. But, you know. And, you know, now everybody texts. So if there's something I have to know about work, I don't go on to email when I'm home. I figure Amy will send us all a text. If it's urgent. Yeah. 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 I get it. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. Thank y'all. Also, there's a pub seeing something, saying something. There's a pub in uh, Britain, I believe, who just introduced surge pricing for their beer. They're like, hey, when there's a lot of you in here, prices are going up. Just like when a lot of you want Uber, surge pricing happens. Britain's largest pub company, Stonegate Group, recently announced the adoption of surge pricing at 800 of its locations. Rude. (laughs) Isn't that something? So what are you saying? If it, uh, there's a lot of people who want beer when they walk into the pub, they're going to jack up the price? You, I think if during a busy time at the restaurant, they would just know there's going to be a lot of beer during dinner. And so that $6 pint or six pounds, good eye, might, is now going to be 10 pounds or 10 stones to the whimsy, whatever. Good day, mate. In Wrong continent. England. Yeah. But still an accent. So it added a little. Well, there was a, to of the course, story. there's an Australian guy at the British pub. Uh, which, you know, we'll have, of course, we'll have, we'll have, we'll have, we all have accents. That's right. That's true. That's true. It's true. AMC said in July it would abandon an effort to implement higher prices for more popular seats. Remember, they said they were going to do that. Yes. They ditched that idea. Lyft is working to remove its surge pricing because it can dampen demand. And according to their CEO, he said riders hate it with a fiery passion. Yes, we do. We do. We do. Stop. Feels like you're price gouging. Yeah, knock it off. Anyway, that'll do hour one. We have two more hours coming oh, up. No. Holly Roberts leaves. Uh, the Big Zamboni comes in next. And we've got music news coming your way. Stay there.